0: for something to put a smile back on your face just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place you need a partner for the ride because everybody needs a climb to so set your worries to the side Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience.
1: Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you?
2: Jessica, I have been really hard at work today because I have been throwing out every single piece of clothing of mine that is not good for color blocking. So uh-huh. no more patterns, no more dots, just pink. no more stripes, not even pink. It just has to be color blocked. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, Mono- t- m- like monochromatic color blocking. Kind of like at Joe Biden's um, inauguration, how everybody was. Oh, color jewel blocking. tones, right? Well, it was jewel tones, but like everybody was wearing like a purple dress with purple shoes and a purple coat. And they are all different layers of purple. And that's the like, I always think of that as the epitome of chic. That's the epitome of chic? I think so. When you can okay. color block an outfit with like three different shades of the same color,
1: slay. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you. Um, well, someone who may be able to speak to that a little bit more than I can, because we know I have zero fashion sense. We had to bring in a guest. And of course, you know, we're talking Natasha Leone, right? We need the Latasha Leone expert here to break this movie down with us. The one, the only, our friend Ariel. Ariel, how are you?
3: Hey there. I'm so happy to be here. First of all, uh, my root is that my mother wore pants to her wedding, so (laughs) I just want to get that out of the way. Yes. Uh, yes, But yes, yes. Natasha Leone. Oh my God, what a treasure. What, What a baby. What a youthful baby face and all the random people that show up in this movie. I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen this movie in so long, so it was such a treat to revisit.
1: Yeah, this is the first time I've ever seen this movie, so... Uh, i was, i did i listen let me tell you my expectations i had zero i knew <laughs> michelle williams was in it because we were covering it for that reason
2: oh yeah this is why we decided to cover it because it's, we Arielle. know them i month. don't know if you know but it's hey we know them month yeah so you know we know michelle williams from mm-hmm. dawson's creek
0: right yeah
2: and the star of this movie of course She's in every scene.
1: (laughs) 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 To be fair, I didn't know that she wasn't a star of this movie. But after realizing that she starred in this movie when she had her really awful short haircut... (laughs) I was like, okay, thank God I don't she's not on my screen like that long because I forgot
3: she was in this movie at all, honestly. And, you know, again, it's been many, many years since I've watched this movie. So a lot of things I forgot that we'll get into. But uh, the Michelle Williams part, especially, I was like, oh, my God, Michelle, what are you doing here? But she wasn't there for long.
1: Look,
2: yeah. IMDb said that she was in this movie, so we counted it.
1: <laughs> it counts. It counts.
3: When I saw Michelle Williams, I was like, is Busy Phillips going to show up next? What's happening? Ugh,
1: if only. If only. There I- was a moment, though, where I thought that uh, I was at the post. I might have been the poster that uh, Natasha Leone's character had in her in her locker, where Isn't I was like, is that Busy um, Phillips? <laughs> I don't
2: think so. Was it Melissa F, um, Etheridge?
1: Oh, that was a different poster, yeah. Um, oh this is this movie was such a treat. It was very fun. I could see why people loved it, why it became, like, a cult classic. Um, just because it's, like, so satirical. It is so over the top in all of the best ways. Uh-huh. And it's just, like... It's so extra. Like the one of the very first things we have to witness is Megan's boyfriend Jared attacking her face with his tongue. I knew you would be offended by that.
0: Yes, because it's <laughs>
1: he's licking her he's you might as well call him a labrador retriever he's yeah. assaulting his her face with his tongue yeah it's i nasty. saw that
2: and i was like mm, jessica's gonna have something to say about that i hated it
1: i hated it <laughs> it's
2: now so gross it's
3: bad, it's bad. And the <laughs> i will say
2: much. i've told this story i think on this podcast before but i'm actually very familiar with this movie i've seen this movie uh the first time was I think it had to be around 2001 because I remember we had just moved into our new house at the time so I was in middle school and uh there was You're a allowed very... to watch
1: R-rated movies in middle school Jessica,
2: how about you let me tell the story <laughs> how about that how about like I'm in mid middle of the story <laughs>
3: Wait your turn. Wait Jess, the sorry. Sorry. Time. Tell me
2: your route, Sarah. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is my route. So uh yeah. So I remember we we're in our new house, and there is another very popular cheerleader movie that came out around 2001 Do you remember that movie? Bring Jessica? it on. Bring it on. It. So I saw on the TV guy channel. You know the TV guy channel where you would wait five hours yes. to yes. just wait to see what channel kids these I days have it so easy. I saw that there was a cheerleader movie on and I said oh my gosh I want to watch bring it on so I turned it on and I was watching a cheerleader movie and it was not bring it on it was not I got gooped and gagged and that was my first exposure to but I'm a cheerleader wow Wow.
1: yeah that's, yeah. Yeah, not really a, a cheerleader movie. And the re- like the whole thing is like, but I'm a cheerleader. I can't be a lesbian. I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bring we're watching like ass and boobs all over the place within the first few minutes.
3: I like that the titles are kind of in conversation with each other, like Bring It On, but I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's
2: really just a sequel and uh <laughs> of each other, to a be honest sequel. with you. prequel Mm. yeah only a few years earlier ariel do you remember any uh tv guide watching days or i remember repertoire for a while
3: yeah i remember the 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 channel i was trying to remember the name before it became the tv Guide channel it was called something else and i'm not gonna remember what it was called but just the scrolling and it seemed to get like slower the longer you watched it and then you would like okay there's this far away, and then you would go to another channel. You're like, I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to forget. And then you're like, Oh no, I <laughs> forgot. No, and then you go back. No, nah, I just missed it. It's awful. Yeah. And you have to wait again. I just it. I had a really visceral reaction when you mentioned that that channel.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you remember <laughs> the book that you can get at the um, in line at the grocery store?
3: The actual and TV
2: guy. The yeah, actual absolutely. TV guy. We were
3: subscribed and we got it. We used to get it shipped to our home every week, I think. Oh
2: my gosh. It was incredible. Yeah.
3: So many good articles in the front, besides the TV guy part.
2: Yeah, lots of interviews. And I remember there was always <laughs> there was always the crossword at the back. Yeah. If you're into that sort of thing.
3: Mm-hmm. I remember cheers and jeers. Which for which lived on for years on on the TV guide website. It was like cheers to to so and so for like cheers to this show for blah blah blah, and then jeers. This show was terrible this week because they had a blah blah storyline. It was that
1: kind of thing. <laughs> oh really? Mm-hmm.
3: What
2: oh, what okay, TV show do you want to jeers at the moment? Right now. Right
3: now. Oh god. Um. You know, I my first thought was The Mandalorian, just because like, but people have been like piling onto that, and I think it it wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. But like jeers to the treatment of a specific thing that I will not spoil for anybody who hasn't watched the finale because it just aired. But jeers to them building this X Y Z thing up and then just it was like at the end. So yeah, cheers to that.
2: major jeers to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about But I'm a cheerleader? What what's your wow? Do you remember like how you came across this this Cheers, movie?
3: cheers to them for the audacity of even making this movie. Um, yeah. I was I was just reading before this that that it originally had like an NC seventeen rating, and the director had to like take I think three or four specific things out in order to like uh, get down to an R rating, aka yeah. be, like allowed to to be shown in most theaters. I remember watching this movie on cable, of course, speaking of like the TV guide channel, kind of, um, we hadn't had cable that long, I don't think. I think my brother was watching it. I don't remember the, I didn't remember the conversion therapy thing. Like for me in my head, they were like at cheerleading camp. And yeah, like, they oh, were at camp, happened. yeah. So like, I, you know, I just kind of like had forgotten that detail and perhaps I was too young to even know what the hell that meant. Uh, but I remember I was probably in uh, like in high, like either late junior high or early high school. I would have been um, it would have been years after this came out. I didn't I certainly didn't see it for a few years. Um, and, you know, at that point, I wasn't like I did come out in high school, but I wasn't out. I don't think I was out when I would have seen this movie first. So I think there were things about it that like I just didn't know how to feel. And like even like Natasha Leone's character, where she's like, what are you talking about? I'm just myself. Uh, That part definitely hit and it's just the it's obviously a satire, as we've already said, and it's a ridiculous one. But there are parts that are like actually, you know, hiding real emotion or or or, you know, hitting on something that is so uh, deep and sometimes painful and powerful. And like it was it was kind of beautiful to watch. Like it's actually a much better movie than I remembered and and I mean that in the sense of like the mess the central message in my mind it was kind of just like a mess um and obviously Mm -hmm. like the satire is sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't sometimes the comedy is like a little too much for some people but yeah um I this movie is like a treasure and it's such a it's such a uh lovely thing to to revisit and I'm glad that that it's available as easily as, like, Amazon Prime, where I was able to watch it.
2: Not even. If you go on YouTube and type in, but I'm a cheerleader, for free, yes. by the people of YouTube, we have love it. given us this movie. With
1: some commercials, but not a lot. I like Roku that. also has it with commercials as well, I will say. Yeah. So, very very it is available, widely available, very yeah. easy to access. And, yeah. on top of that, I was... I was surprised again and again by how many recognizable faces because again I like I said I didn't do any research I really prefer to just jump into a movie without knowing a ton mm-hmm. and it kept like we got oh obviously I knew Natasha Leone was going to be in it uh is it is it Clea Duvall is that, who, is that her saying Clea yeah mm-hmm, Michelle Williams um obviously RuPaul when I saw RuPaul's name come up on screen I was like there's only one rupaul that i know no,
2: of, so. <laughs> <laughs> no only the the rec- other
1: one yeah,
2: just th- like
3: we only recognize one rupaul in this house
1: yeah <laughs> um obviously fan. being that i'm covering yellow jackets on pusher recaps melanie linsky my heart and soul melanie linsky is in this film with her god-given accent yes. her natural accent which i was very very happy about so mm. yeah like the the casting is beautiful it's wonderful and yes, it is this,
3: yes, she's just talking in her accent. It's lovely. We it's love it. So, oh, beautiful. she's a little,
1: little Kiwi. I love her. Um, and her character was very fun as well. So I was really, really happy with this film. And honestly, gotta say, and I know you're this way too, Ariel. We love an hour and a half runtime.
3: When I saw ooh, when I saw 85 minutes, my yes. heart, my heart just leapt, leapt with joy. Uh, so happy and also I just want to call out Julie Delpy who showed up at like in the club at the end of the movie I was like oh my
0: god Julie
3: Delpy's in this Yes, just the cameo. Well, I guess two cameos, but still.
1: Everyone's in this movie.
2: It's crazy. You're forgetting and, uh Dante sorry. Basco, aka
1: Rufio from Hook.
3: Yes. Oh Rufio is
1: Rufio is it. Yeah, that's what I'm the saying. There's so many people that like there are yeah. missing people because there's just so many. I yeah. thought
3: I saw Kathy Bates at the end in the ceremony, but I was like, I don't think she was there. I think that was somebody else in a hat. I don't
1: think so. <laughs> oh my God. Um, the other Bates. But this movie is absolutely wild. Basically, if you if you haven't like ever seen the movie or you haven't watched it recently, we have um, we have obviously Natasha Lyonne plays Megan, who is uh, in high school. She's a cheerleader. She's dating Jared, who's a football player who loves to lick her face. But she hates it. She hates making out with him. Um, she <laughs> I love how the the uh, intervention her family and friends and fellow cheerleaders throw for her. They throw things in her face like vegetarianism, her love of Melissa Etheridge (laughs) to be like, you're obviously a lesbian and need to go to conversion therapy camp. And of course, the leader of the conversion therapy camp coming in in the shortest shorts a man could possibly wear uh, is RuPaul. (laughs) Just like with a goatee. (laughs) Yeah, RuPaul's
2: kind of like the camp counselor of the bunch. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, And he's just like, listen, i used to be a gay too <laughs>
3: <laughs> the tofu thing killed me when they pull up the tofu yeah. like you try to make us eat tofu i was like yeah <laughs> it's so rude first of all
2: the tofu, tofu yeah i mean tofu is pretty good i'm not gonna lie the pillows what? were a little suspicious it was a little um georgia o'keefe
1: oh yeah the pillows. vagina yeah yeah you have things that look like vaginas Um, and so she gets sent to conversion therapy, which is like a two month long, like, like you said, Ariel, it does feel kind of campy in the way more than one, more than one way. Uh, this therapy camp and they're supposed to like, Oh, there's a five step program in which you have to like first admit you're homosexual. And it's like, it's all this nonsense, but I will say something that like immediately had me, uh, loving this movie was the, the background music and kind of like the, it's very, like, cutesy and, like, almost, um, like, nursery rhyme-ish, like, music box-ish, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was here for it because it's very, it's very, very cutesy. It's like, step one. Ta-da! Like, <laughs> <laughs> you have to admit you're homosexual. And it's it's very ridiculous. Uh, Sarah, the outfits. I was here for the costuming mm-hmm. in this movie because the men are only allowed to wear blue. And like you said, it's very, what's the word you used before? Like monochrome or whatever the heck it's called. Uh, Yeah,
2: monochromatic, monochromatic color blocking. Yeah, color, yeah color it's,
0: blocking.
1: it's really...
2: Uh, I really like the costuming and the set design as well. It's very dollhouse-y in like an uncanny valley way where mm-hmm. it makes you feel uncomfortable going in because everything's too perfect. And the owner of this conversion camp, Mary... She's creepy as heck, like I, honestly. Like she automatically, I just feel like puts you in like this uncomfortable s- situation because like she it's everything's like just turned up a notch and these people are being dressed up as if they were her dolls. And um it's just it's really, really something. I also wanted to point out the director and writer Jamie Babbitt, she made this movie when she was 28 years old. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've never done anything like this, and I'm oh in my thirties.
2: Yep, I wanted to (laughs) bring that up because I I wanted you to feel like you haven't
1: done much. I haven't done anything. Yeah, so
2: such a
3: creepy, such a creepy voice that she has. Like, there's just something unsettling. Like Mary, seriously.
1: She's the worst. Her bed also cracks me up. She sleeps in, like, this full silk pink bed. It's so extra and over the top. Her son, uh, whose name is Rock, is, like, so ridiculously over. He wears, like, the shortest shorts. The one point he, like, the way he makes anything sexual, like, he has this, like, chainsaw, the (laughs) he's on, like, a rake at one point. The broom, yeah, the rake, yeah. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, they're all supposed to be, like, uh, so you have to admit you're homosexual is the first step, and then you're supposed to be like doing all of these like very traditional gendered things, right? So the women are going to be doing the dishes and cleaning and cooking, and the men. Uh, one of the best parts early on, Ariel, is when like RuPaul is under the car and just like all bulge in your.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and with the short shorts, and all the boys yeah. are like holding each other, like oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> uh, as if anything is actually going on under that car. They're just like clanking. <laughs> They're just clanking the wrenches, uh, yeah. so to speak, <laughs> under the car.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I love how the, um the car, like, and everything is still colored by gender role. Like, the car is all painted blue. The yes. wrenches are blue. Everything is blue. The vacuuming, the vacuums are pink. It's just very... Yeah
1: it's so over the top and Very like over the top. Mary she only wears pink uh RuPaul or excuse me um as Mike I think his name is he only wears blue uh and so the whole point is to like oh no you have to be you have to as Ariel was saying earlier find the root of like where your homosexuality came from and mm-hmm. then you can cure it um and obviously this is like it's meant to be satirical and a bunch of bullshit like it's all meant to be so over the top and ridiculous uh there's one point where one of the characters like she's like (laughs) <laughs> they share bedrooms so all of them are in this like big open room like big brother style
0: mm-hmm. and
1: one of the girls next to megan is like so obviously masturbating <laughs> she's like what are you doing she's like well when i think of women i shock myself <laughs> to like <laughs> it's <laughs> like she's she's using that thing for naughty purposes <laughs> uh-huh.
3: the, the aversion <laughs> therapy that she's yeah. supposed to be practicing <laughs>
1: so ridiculous
3: it's pretty it's pretty awful in some ways like to your point absolutely it's it's satirical and that's and that's the point of the movie because they want to you know they want to tackle these Mm -hmm. these themes um but it's you know i i now in like my uh, as an older person than when i watched it the first time you just think of like, the actual places where this kind of thing mm-hmm. was taking oh, place. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Like, I was trying to think of... I've, I had to look up the name because I couldn't remember it, but when Nicole Kidman was in a movie in, like, 2018 called Boy Erased, and it was basically, like, the serious version of this story yeah, uh, yeah. where they send the kid, you know, to conversion therapy, and it's just, like, uh, this is horrible. But it's, it's way more palatable because of the comedy and the ridiculousness and, like, the elevator music style of presentation of the whole thing um mm-hmm. but it's still yeah. it's still kind of sweet like it's actually kind of impressive all the different uh like emotional beats that they're able to hit
2: yeah so once again the director jamie babbitt she got this um inspiration because her family owned um her mother ran a treatment program for teenagers with drug and alcohol program um problems rather mm-hmm. and it was called uh, true directions uh oh! while- while well, this one is no this one's called true directions and the yeah. other one was called new directions and one of those have to st- one of those is like isn't that like the glee name like
3: yeah even in this one true directions <laughs> I'm like oh i wonder if glee was in some way a reference to this but yeah the new directions has thing to is be crazy
2: right right and it was it was inspired by it so she like grew up seeing some sort of you know like version of this of... rehabilitation yeah um, it's
3: just <laughs> so it makes much. sense they spend a lot of time in those scenes and like really dry and they and you know to the movie's yeah. credit they managed to make a lot of them funny uh but just like all the different steps and all the things you have to do and you know admitting the roots and practice vacuuming and yeah you know, like arts and crafts with the the mechanic stuff it's 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 a lot mm-hmm, it's like a lot yeah. of uh a lot of the process parts
2: what, right which task do you think that you could kick butt in if you had to choose.
1: I mean, I'm really fast at washing the dishes.
2: Mm. But Jessica, I don't think fast makes you very ladylike. I think you have to be meticulous. <laughs> well-
3: <laughs> yeah, Jess, weren't you listening to the rules? You have to be all
0: dainty.
1: <laughs> you have to be dainty. You can't I mean, they make- washed that cup with like that rose-shaped cleaning brush yeah. for like a century. Yeah.
2: I, yeah they were being meticulous
1: well no they were say, like flirting with it they're like oh look at my rose like doing, it was very flirty
3: doing the dishes for me is like one of those um like cathartic things like i actually kind of enjoy I mean, Cathartic's the wrong word but like there's something about it that's like uh you just like
1: you just like let your mind wander while you. yeah do.
3: there's something yeah. about it that i enjoy like the process of it and and i don't and like dishwashers skeeve me out i had it just, I had a bad roommate, it's, it's not worth going into, but um, but dishwashers are out. I never grew up with one, and then I tried, and then it was like, absolutely not, never again. Uh, but so I, I actually kind of like doing the dishes, and it it kind of makes me um anxious when I see somebody washing dishes or something, and they're clearly not doing a good job. <laughs> and I just mean, like, when it's like the okay, that thing is not clean, like, you need to go back and like, re clean
0: that. I guess, yeah. That's
1: uh, I don't know what I would be good at any of these. I hate vacuuming, not a fan of that. Although I'm probably okay at it. I'm not good at mechanic stuff, not at all. Jessica, not- you
2: have a robot doing your vacuuming.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> I'm of the 2023 era. <laughs> I got shit yeah. that that robot is definitely going to
2: pass conversion therapy camp. <laughs> yeah. She yes, absolutely you're-
3: would. You're just self aware. You know that you're not good at it. So you're like, I need to get somebody else. Yeah, to exactly.
1: Do it. I'm not good at that. I'm not good at mechanic stuff what else did they do I'm what think else of what did the guys else. do yeah
3: cuz I, I guess well they I did would...
1: outdoor work didn't they
2: oh they Ooh, chopped the wood thing.
1: oh i uh,
2: i think i might be able wood. to chop wood ariel um, how are you with an axe
3: i think i would be good at it i have thrown axes at like those axe throwing yes. places yeah. and i was i just got to say oh my god <laughs> Like I was very good, like right off the bat. Yeah, I surprised myself. Oh my god! Anyway, uh, but uh, I think that I could, I would use it. I would channel my aggression and like any negative energy that I was feeling into it, so I'd actually get like something positive out of it. Mm -hmm.
2: Nice, I Sarah. What about you? uh, None of the above. Like I would probably be good at like dressing up and doing
1: makeup, (laughs) but is that a (laughs) task? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Putting on all pink.
2: Yeah, I could do that. I mean, there was like an eloquent class you had to like change your baby the cross your legs yeah i could probably do that um
3: you don't use double negatives here
2: (laughs) i would never not use double negatives (laughs) Um, yeah so the funny thing is about wood chopping is i went to a what are those things called an oktoberfest party this year and there was this period and time in the night where all the guys, cause there was this like fire and we had to add to the fire. Uh-oh. And there was this thing where like all the manly men guys was like, hi, what we're going to do now for the next two hours is just start chopping wood. And I was like, in this situation, I was like, I have never seen people bro down as hard as just like chopping wood for hobby. What? Yes, that's what they were doing. Our sport? No, they were just like we're going to chop wood now. We're going to have our beer and chop wood and have were our hot wearing, dog.
3: Were they wearing like um uh like flannel button-downs? Yes. Wow.
2: Cuz it was Oktoberfest and that's what you do. It I was mean, surreal. What's say? it sexy though?
1: I'm
3: not not a we're fan. So- right. I was going to say
2: just- <laughs> Like, in my mind, what I'm picturing, I'm like, oh.
1: was it like (laughs) TikTok? It
2: was very hot, but also I was just like, I don't think, like, because I don't hang out with, like, Guys, guys, very often. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't think I've been around like guys growing out before. Such masculine energy. They mm-hmm. were. They were like, we're gonna just chop this wood like and chug a, a beer while I, like, I do
1: it.
3: I feel like I'm being tested at the camp <laughs> and I'm failing. Like I'm starting to sweat. I'm like, oh, oh my god, god this
1: is like you. when Mary yells at her son. She's like, stop drinking through a straw. Chug <laughs> it like a man. Chug <laughs> it like a man. Oh, that was the other thing. So they had to. Basically, there's
2: this other thing that they did at Oktoberfest. This was a wild party where they had to ha- like hold that big beer stein filled with beer, but they yeah. had to hold it straight out. And it was like a survivor competition. And whoever Oh, oh for okay. arm strength. Yeah, I guess so. So whoever held it straight out the longest won. I don't know what they won. But then if you lost and like lowered your arm, then you had to drink the beer
3: did they punch you if it happened yeah i'm pretty sure I'm sorry, they all sounds, got punched this sounds very toxic and i'm not saying that i hate it
1: Ariel's <laughs> <laughs> like i'd watch it for sport i mean like
3: is this no on man, espn
2: <laughs> no man that i've ever dated or had sex with would pass at this bro down but it was fun to watch it's a bro down ho down, a bro down ho down. <laughs> <laughs> love it
1: i think we should actually we need to start a call bro down hoedown involves axe throwing wood chopping beard chugging, chugging mm-hmm. holding it out
2: and mustache growing and you, growing. Need a, and
3: you need an audience you need you a need live
1: audience. audience you need an audience yeah right. yeah um <laughs> <It's> wow <laughs> <is wild>. yeah <laughs> um so yeah so like, the interesting thing that I kind of wasn't expecting, though, in the film is how, like, because, okay, I'm I'm used to the more modern Natasha Leone characters, where, you know, she a little bit of a chain smoker, has the, like, heavy New York accent, mm-hmm. like, very more, like, grunge, right? Like, who would like Melissa Etheridge, but, like, in a way where she's not trying to hide it. Mm. Whereas, I was a little disappointed, Ariel, when Megan finds two of the boys making out as she's like masturbating yeah. and tell us on them.
3: Her, her scream is her Little snitch. snitch. Yeah. Uh, I, or is it, or is her snitching? I, yeah, I was also very disappointed in her in that specific part. I'm like, really, have you learned nothing? Um, but it's just, you know, she has, she has a terrible mother and unfortunately she, she is trying to, in her mind, appease her, whether she realizes it or not. But, It's just like uh, Clay Duvall's character says, uh, Graham, the character Graham says like, oh, wow, you're just I forgot her exact words. Like, wow, you really are just super sweet. Like she kind of thought it was an act and she realizes that.
0: Yeah.
3: uh, Megan is really just like that. So, you know, to to her credit, at least by the end of the movie, Megan has come around. But in that part, it was like, damn, she narked out. What a hypocrite.
1: I know. I was so upset. Stitches get stitches. Yeah, yeah and he poor heard. Clayton gets sent to the freaking literal doghouse. <laughs>
2: the stitches <laughs> yeah.
3: should be in the dark. The doghouse. That's yeah. what
2: I think. And then Rufio got kicked out.
1: Yeah, he gets kicked out of the premises. And uh, this is when they like so. Uh, all the girls are like, we're gonna sneak out. We're gonna, we're gonna go out. And originally, Megan doesn't really want to go, but at this point, she is starting to get attracted to Graham a little bit. Mm-hmm. So she does end up sneaking out, and they're with the XX gays. <laughs> so Larry and Lloyd, who originally went to True Directions mm-hmm. um, camp and then quit it, they're like, we're gonna take you to a local gay bar, bar called Cocksucker. <laughs> hey. It sounds so like a good time for the top and it's like the logo is like a chicken and like a rainbow flag. It's yeah, so- it,
2: it, it,
3: it passes the test as far as like something that could exist in real life absolutely yes.
0: Oh, oh and... you
2: really should not Google that bar <laughs> on, your, Sarah, on your work computer. Sarah, no. Why did you Google cocksucker? I don't know. She I wasn't don't thinking know.
3: About it. I, was,
2: I was looking for like some place in Provincetown and I just like,
1: uh, this huh, is where what I cocksucker am. will bring up in my browser history. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um,
2: gotta clear those cookies. Clear the cookies.
3: Uh-huh. Uh yeah, if it's anything yes, so- like if it's anything like uh the cock in New York City, then you you know, you probably shouldn't go in there lightly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh I didn't mean to. But yeah, yeah, I I mean this scene was fun solely for the purpose that Andre was living his best life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wait, which one is Andre?
2: The one that was living his best life. Andre,
1: <laughs> yeah, he was the one that was dancing oh, in the with his boa. He, he was
2: great the best time in his entire time. What yeah, what I was living.
3: what I loved about this was it is it was so true to like um, kids, not kids, but like you know, like the the young adults, like that that eighteen uh, ish age where like you can't you can get into some clubs that like allow 18 year olds but like not you know not to mm-hmm. drink obviously depending on where you are mm-hmm. or whatever but the idea that like one of the only safe spaces for you as a queer person is uh, a queer bar a gay bar a you know lesbian bar whatever is so incredibly uh accurate and and just is it, it's like it's hard. It, it's it's the, one of the only places where you feel welcome, where you feel like you can be yourself, where you don't have to, like, be looking over your shoulder because you're worried that so and so might see you or they might tell someone or you might be, you know, threatened or harassed or whatever. So it's like that part of it actually really shined through for me in this on this viewing of just like how even if none of them were doing anything with each other, it was just the place where they could, like, be fully themselves yeah, and, be free. Be, seen and mm-hmm. be free, like you said.
2: Yeah, I really, I really like that as well. And I think that's where, that's why, like, I think that just seeing once again, Andre just be himself was just so refreshing. And I saw a couple of um, YouTube reactions like of this movie. And I saw a lot of the people really love Andre. And I think it's because like Andre was able to, throughout the movie to really be himself and ultimately he was another person that quit the camp too Mm -hmm. well actually he kind of failed out but uh, well good
3: classic you don't want to succeed
1: at this garbage (laughs) no
2: you you don't want
1: to you don't want to win
2: because you don't want to win this is not the way
3: i don't want to not fail out of that
2: I mean the trophy was pretty cool at the end. <laughs> the trophy was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but also as a person that's never won a trophy before, I just love trophy the idea of trophies.
1: Because I thing want one. The thing is with trophies though, is like they really are just clutter. Like <laughs> <what are you laughs> to do be with cleaned a bunch
3: by of a robot. Of-
1: <laughs> yeah, like what are you gonna do with a bunch of trophies? Like you eventually are like, do I throw these out? Do I no, keep them? What do you do with no. them? I don't mm-hmm. know. Do you need a case for them because that's yeah. a little bit narcissistic. I think
2: I I've asked this question before about what's better a medal or a trophy.
1: Um, at least I a medal you can hang up and it doesn't like clutter up a dresser or something. I think I prefer
2: a trophy, but then again, it's because I've never had a trophy.
3: You covet you covet the trophy. I don't you understand covet how trophy.
1: you de- never had a trophy. Did you never play like any like little league anything? They always give out trophies even when you suck. <sighs> <laughs>
0: Just. <for that. laughs>
3: Didn't you ever get the you suck trophy? <laughs> like, like, you suck on it, and then like, here's third place. You suck.
2: I don't want participation trophies. I know uh, like, this is before the times of participation trophies. I've only insane. won participation trophies if I've won a trophy. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is sad. That's why I'm saying I'm sad, right. and I want the trophy. They used to
3: give out these, like, ugh, I don't even know how to describe them. They're basically like cardboard cards like that in like school when you won in elementary school when you won like uh you know the spelling bee yeah. or cardboard you know, small it, it I was failed like, six it was like grade spelling tag.
2: I wasn't ha- I wasn't winning oh. any spelling bees
3: it was like a certificate and you were like here but it was like nicer paper right it that's wasn't worse like,
1: that the only thing that worst.
2: I ever yeah the only thing I ever got was a um honorable mention for <laughs> this essay that I submitted like about like what family means to me or something like that. That's which right. is really ironic because family doesn't really mean that much Oh, my-
0: <laughs> spicy!
2: <laughs> Maybe I'll find that essay because I think that it's like downstairs but it's like really
1: bad.
3: It's like I oh don't... Oh my gosh. Um, I don't not not like my
0: family. <laughs> I don't <like> <laughs>
1: Um, But yeah, so when they're at the cocksucker that is when so graham is like oh megan you should dance with that girl she obviously wants to dance with you Mm -hmm. so megan dances with the one girl while graham is yes while graham is dancing with one of the other like campers the like goth camper Mm -hmm. and she like literally goes down like squeezes her ass instantly And this is when Megan gets very, very uh, jealous, Mm -hmm. and they end up becoming very romantic and kissing, and Mary discovers they all snuck out, and when she asks them about it, like, oh, what's, you know, what's going on? And this is when Graham says, I've discovered something last night. I have a crush.
2: (gasps) (laughs) Were you shocked,
1: (laughs) Jess? uh no i mean this made sense to me that she would make this lie up because it yeah. makes her seem like you know she's actually trying to uh change right and she's i forget the character's name but it's the, sorry it's joel right who's who's uh jewish and and gay and he has the like all blue ensemble with the blue yarmulke yeah.
2: <laughs> such a look the actor still has the blue yarmulke oh my god (laughs) because i watched this like reunion on the youtube also yeah and it was all on zoom so it had to have been during during covid times yeah yeah. and joel showed whose real name is joel uh showed his blue yarmulke that he still held on to
1: yeah i loved this because he like he's so sweet to her too. Like he'll like kiss her hand and stuff. Like he's so que- he's so sweet to her.
3: Sweet. I love the, like uh, the brother, the, not the brotherhood, uh, the, the uh, God, everything is so freaking patriarchal. I'm like the fraternity. No, the, the, the sibling love between in within the queer community. Like that part actually is, yeah. even though they're like pretending that is actually, you know, there's actually, clearly affection their... you know a platonic yeah. affection between them.
2: yeah i mean so graham's story is interesting because we see her and she probably has one of the most like firm identities of like i know who i am i like women blah 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 yeah but when her parents came in during family therapy time they essentially like threatened her with if you don't get out of this quote unquote straight then you're you're out of the trust fund you're not going to college like you're we're cutting you off essentially and this seems in my opinion her main motivation as to not to get kicked out of this thing and like she also talks about like playing the game and Mm -hmm. she says like you know you can like whoever you like you just have to not be obvious about it so it's kind mm-hmm. of like it's kind of interesting to me because like she has like such like a clear idea on like who she is and what she likes and she also knows how to like play the system but at the end of the day like up until the very end not at the cost of like her
1: parents money yeah. It's it's
0: weird well, and her, her life, life too yeah.
2: right because
1: right. like what happens with megan like she gets literally kicked out of her house. She has literally nowhere to go, mm-hmm. and I get the feeling that that same exact thing would have happened to Graham. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can fault Graham for like not I don't wanting to be. No, no, no. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying like nobody can fault Graham for not wanting to be homeless right. when like that's the alternative to putting up with you know uh, just homophobia and and basically being threatened by her family and. That's who she knows, right? Like, Megan is willing to say, like, M- Megan does get kicked out, right? She gets kicked out of the program mm-hmm. um, and out of her house, and she she ends up having to go live with Larry and Lloyd, and that's where Dolph ends up as well. It's like mm-hmm. this kind of, uh, like, a halfway house of sorts where they don't have anywhere else to go, Ariel.
3: It's so it's so sweet. Like, obviously really sad that that's yeah. the thing, but just, like, again, the, the warmth, of the community and like, you know, having, pe- having a found family, right? Like yeah. people who, who you meet because of these circumstances and who are helping you just because they're good people and they understand, like I was, you know, I consider myself lucky that I came out in high school. So when, by the time I got to college, I was, you know, I was able to like fully be myself and, and um you know, just, just be free. And I met someone and I had a, I had a friend in college who, had uh he was he was living with his mom and he came out and his mom kicked him out of the house like immediately that night and he luckily his you know he he had his father was with his stepmom and luckily they took him in um but I just remember that was like my first real life encounter with something like that that like Mm -hmm. oh wow like I know I have had my difficulties and like coming out and like you know certain members of my family like you know uh not being you know having reactions to it uh good and bad but in but it it paled in comparison to what he had gone through and it was like it was just such an incredibly um sad obviously and 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 tragic just reality of like that's how drastic it could be like the thought of something like this, like your your parents, you know, alternatively, in, in this case, this person that I knew had gotten kicked out. But alternatively, something like what happens in this movie of like, you, 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 there's an intervention that is staged. And then in some cases, they literally just take you, you know, either in the middle of the night or mm-hmm. like right away and you have no choice and you're cut off from your life and your friends. It's 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 horrible. Um. And- yeah.
1: And it's it's interesting too, like the difference between Graham's family and Megan's family where Megan's family calls her and they constantly are just like, Oh, we miss you. We can't wait for you to come back home. Like it's really tricky because on one hand you're like, Oh, they're so like sweet to her, but also they're putting her they for like forcing yeah. her to go to this like conversion camp of like, they just can't love her for who she is. And that's something that's very similar with Graham and Megan's family. But Graham's family is a bit more forceful of like, no, you're changing or you're not coming home. And ultimately, it's Megan who is the one after her and Graham sneak away. They have sex. They're like falling in love. It's Megan who's the one who is so comfortable in who she is at this point that she's like, fine, like I'll go. But Graham is still playing that like the quote unquote game, like you said, Sarah, of like I'll go through the motions. I'll put on the pink dress. I'll like do this super, super weird sexual Adam and Eve style encounter in these like. (laughs) I thought that
2: was very educational, Jess. I had no idea how it all worked, but it really taught me. I couldn't,
3: I couldn't figure out how the leaves were just like play, how they just fell on those very specific places. Like, wow, what are the chances that the leaf would know? And all
1: the women had like flowers on their vagina. It was like (laughs) so much. It was the the whole
0: having an (laughs) audience.
1: Having an audience when like Mary is instructing her son how to fuck Graham Mm -hmm. was like so much. It was. So much.
3: I, I do think it's interesting. Um that like I think to to Sarah's earlier point, you know, we see Graham kind of be for the most part in the for you know the first half of the movie, first three quarters of the movie, be herself and be mm-hmm. very much like one of the only people who's not actually drinking the Kool-Aid in a way that everybody else is. And she inspires Megan, obviously, to eventually want to be in that same space as well. But then she is also so like she inspires Megan, who then has to reflect it back at her. Because as we keep saying, like, ultimately, uh, uh, Claire Duval's character uh, has to kind of go back in the closet to in order because she's scared of like losing her life. Yeah. And it has to be Megan who like basically risks it all. Only because she was inspired by her to. so I love that like reflection back at each other that they finally by the end break, break free. Yeah,
2: Mm -hmm. I think like it shows a healthy relationship that like relationships at its best uh, form is helping each other evolve. Like Mm -hmm. there's times where like one person is going to feel more confident in their situation is going to have to lift their partner up. So in a way, I kind of I like the dynamic yeah. Um. I don't like that our goth girl is a snitch, and she she's a snitcher who got stitches. And she, I think she, she she yeah, and she she snitches on uh, the the Megan thing because she's jealous that because she like she has feelings. She for likes as well. She so grabbed she,
1: that ass. Of course she does. So she, she
2: grabbed
3: that sock and she snuck it out into her she bed.
2: Did so, she Sinead did. Sinead is a a snitch and she snitched on Megan. And that's how Megan got kicked out as well. Yeah. Uh, Lots of kicking out. The
1: Audacity. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so she goes to live with Larry and Lloyd. That's where Dolph lives. And he's like, oh, it's so great. We get our own bedrooms here. Like we could do whatever we want. And so then they decide the two of them are going to infiltrate the graduation ceremony because Dolph wants to coax Clayton, who was in the doghouse back. Um
2: (laughs) his claim to fame being in the doghouse. He was in the
1: the doghouse. And Megan wants to get Graham, but when Megan goes to take Graham, Graham is like, no, I have to do this. I'm not going with you. Mm -hmm. And Megan doesn't. I'm Megan, I'm like, well, fuck you then. See you later. But Megan (laughs) (laughs) Megan persists and she comes out in her cheer, like slow-mo in her cheerleading costume or outfit, and she performs a cheer. Um and yeah. Graham is one over and they like drive away in a pickup truck.
2: <laughs> yeah. Together. Okay, here we go. Do you want to hear the cheer? Because I, I gotta be honest with you, this cheer fucking sucks. It's really and bad. And if Megan came to me with this cheer, I would say, you know what? No.
1: Nah. No again.
2: I reject you again. But anyway. <laughs> One, two, three, four. I won't take no anymore. Five, six, seven, eight. I want you to be my mate. One, two, three, four. You're the one that I adore. Five, six, seven, eight. Don't run from me, cause this is fate. But she doesn't say jaunty like that. No. Because Natasha Leon is not a good cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> I thought um, like I could have been a good cheerleader. If I you wasn't would've, you would have made a good if cheerleader. If I wasn't a potato. Um, then I would have been a great cheerleader.
3: My name is Sarah, and I am a potato. I'm not I am, a potato.
2: That's my root. <laughs> that's my root girl. is that I am
3: a root.
1: <laughs> a, a
2: root vegetable, actually.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Ariel, were you upset that we don't ever get to see Natasha Lyonne smoke a single cigarette in this entire film? <sighs> I,
3: I guess the easy answer is yes, but I will say that it's nice to see you know maybe it was like her being super method right she's like i'm going to play this girl she's very uh you know straight edge if you will yeah very and- sweet I wanna I wanna have a clear voice and a clear heart and a clear mind. So I'm going to give mm-hmm. up cigarettes for like a whole year before the movie. And wow, look at her. Look at her voice go. Look at look at all that hair. She's she looks beautiful.
1: So much hair. Uh-huh. And it's just like unbelievable. Again, I the only I've mainly seen Natasha Lyonne in like the more recent stuff beyond like American Pie. Um and she just looks so young and her hair is like so strawberry blonde. It's like unbelievable. Um, but yeah, so we end the movie with them like driving off and then we get this scene um with her parents at this like um this uh P Flag uh what is it? Like this meeting. And I was like, oh it's like friends and family of lesbians and gays. Yeah, yeah, parents and friends of lesbians and gays. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're making an effort. Okay, well, that's a nice little little bookend there, I guess. Yeah. I g- um, yeah. But I thought this movie was really fun. And it's very um, eye-catching, right? Like, I just feel like it's it's different. It's very satirical. It's very silly. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. But I felt like specifically the vibe, like the visual vibe and the music vibe was very different than any movie I'd seen before it. Right. Um, it's over the top in so many ways. Ariel, what do you what are because once again Babbitt said
2: that there's a few inspirations, influences that she took from it. So I, I, I'm curious if you there's four that she said. I'm curious oh, as God. a movie lover, if you can pick up on anything. I this is not a pop quiz. If you say no, th- never mind. I
3: mean, obviously, um, the colors. Uh, the colors. Is, yeah, is one of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, so I'll just tell you, Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> can you see that? I can see it. Yes, I can see.
3: And I was trying to figure out yes. is that who is that? What the lady, the lady who's head of the camp. I was trying to figure out where I knew her from. And I think is is she in Lady? Uh, in uh, Edward Scissorhands. Kathy Moriarty. Yes, she's in something that I've seen. Um, anyway, but yes, I can see that the like the kind that. of. Oh my the god, she everyday... was in Casper. That's where I know her from. Uh just like the go. everyday uh how can I put it? Like sun like s- sun shining on something that is supposed to look weird. Like yes, I think there's, yeah, there's something of, I can it's see it. Very
2: it very much feels like Edward Scissor hands, like the town specifically. Yes, and mm-hmm. how like Efford like, every-
3: wives around them. This like yeah. it's
0: a little yeah.
2: too, too perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh another th- inspiration was like John Waters movies in general, which yes. I feel oh, like that I one could I knew. See, like, yes, yes, yes. Crybaby. I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember Crybaby?
3: Oh God, yes. I was uh... very
2: into Crybaby <laughs> at one point, and I don't know why that
3: uh-huh. movie is.
1: Fudged. Yeah. <laughs> Very have you ever seen Cry Baby Jessica? I've never seen it. It is made in the 90s, so it is all so we might have to like. It
2: also has Johnny Depp
1: though, so like, do
2: we yeah, speaking have of, to speak of
3: ever Scissor Hands? Yeah, he's he's doing some weird stuff with his tears in that movie. That's all I remember.
2: Oh. Yeah, so like he can like cry out of like a singular eye, one tear. <laughs> like, what? and that was like what his kind of storyline
1: is that? Why is that a
2: thing?
3: Listen, because he was, has like, emotions his,
2: Yeah, that was his bit. Like he was like, "I can, I can do that," okay. and that's not, like how he got the girl. Mm-hmm. Wow, I don't know. That was a crazy movie. I don't know why I was so into that movie.
3: They used to always be on like Comedy Central, I think. They were, like,
2: <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. that's why.
3: He's always on cable.
2: Uh, yeah. So those are a couple of the inspirations. Like, like Barbie is uh, another hey, Barbie movie coming out and I'm months. very psyched yeah. with Barbie movie to me be honest too. with you they I can't like
3: wait. I was reading that the that people were comparing this movie to John Waters film so that makes sense that it was uh, yep like critics I mean and that, that makes sense that it was one of the influences for sure
2: yeah, I really did go through like um, baby John Waters' phase like uh
3: good for you some people but just then don't. I
2: saw pink flamingos and then it kind of ruined it for me.
3: Yeah, sometimes you you get into the John Waters too deep, you know. <laughs> I went
2: too deep. I went too deep.
1: Too deep I in was, the John Waters.
2: I was like, okay, I can do hairspray. That's fine. Yep, 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 cry baby. Yeah, no problem. And then like I was like, Pink flamingos, that sounds good. And then it was yeah, too deep. Well, because you love a pink flamingo,
1: IRL. I do, but
3: it's different it's very different <laughs> yeah it's not it's definitely not what you're thinking or it's not not that the pink flamingos necessarily referencing something else it's just the movie isn't what you think it is i think they the yeah movie. okay
2: yeah uh, thank goodness that's a 1972 movie. We were not. It was a different time. It was a different time. It was a different time. I did want to lightly touch on Jan because I thought that Jan was a really interesting character because she. A lot of these people present as more like a feminine style or like, yes. you know, while Jan is like more masculine, has a mohawk and like dresses. More masculinely. And then when Jan leaves the program, her reasoning was that, like, I'm not gay. I'm just, you know, a quote unquote tomboy, as I think. Yeah, she's
1: like, I just like to dress masculinely. I like, I'm actually straight. I really loved that. Again, like, that's the whole point of the film is that it's not A or B. It's yeah. like there's so many options out there. And I really loved that part of the film because it felt very true to me that like just because she has short hair does it. And like dresses maybe a bit more masculinely doesn't mean that she's suddenly a lesbian, um, even though that's what everyone else in the schools would have. You think Like you oh, my God, look at you. You made us eat tofu. You're obviously a lesbian. Um, I really love Jan's story
3: i really love tofu so like what what is the problem like i don't understand yeah and again i know it was a different time so like you know tofu has come a long way Uh, (laughs) big big tofu has done a lot of work in the last decade or so now we have
2: firm soft extra firm
3: (laughs) (laughs) you can cut it you can cut it you can smash it i don't know you can freeze it. it there's actually if you want it yes you can cube it and then if you freeze it uh and then you fry it, it's like it helps it become firmer.
2: Yeah, so. I, I I've done that. I did the the cornstarch
1: and the mm. yeah. Tibeson. Um I Six think i only had
3: blown cooking wide open.
1: I've only had tofu once in my life, I think. Oh, my God.
3: Excuse me?
2: Jessica, you are so feminine.
0: I'm a meat eater. (laughs) What can I say? Jessica,
3: you passed the test. Thank
0: you. you. I'm, like,
1: so straight. (laughs) (laughs) I, like, have a husband and everything, too. Can you fucking believe it?
3: I am (laughs) a heterosexual.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, My root is that I grew up eating meat. Um... uh but no i I really liked this movie i thought it was really it was an enjoyable watch it was interesting it's certainly like different than most movies that i would probably watch so i had a great cast and like a really fun story and it was only an hour and a half long so it felt very consumable in my opinion yeah i really loved
3: it you know we love you already said this but i love a tight i love a tight 90 or or an 85 in this case you know, yeah. the little, the chapters throughout uh, the movie help, you know, yes. give it some momentum, you know, all the the different uh, tests and parts of the program that they yes, have. Yes, the to, stages, yeah. Yeah, the stages, thank you, stages of denial uh, are very, are very interesting and help, like, propel the movie along. And it's just, it's oddly heartwarming. Like, I didn't remember yeah. it. I actually just remembered it being a little bit uncomfortable, which, of course, it is in many parts, but I think that might also have been with now that I'm looking back on when I watched it the first time or the first couple of times, because I think I never really watched it all the way through either because it was, like, on TV and, like, my brother was watching it. And, like, sometimes when he was watching something, I was like, okay, this is boring because my brother wants to watch it. Uh, but, um, you know, some of those things I was probably in denial about. And, you know, sometimes you see something that you're not ready to face and you're like, oh, that's making me uncomfortable. But look at me now. I look love at you poetry. now.
1: Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to <say> that. Yeah. <laughs> i love tofu now. tofu
3: and me were like this
1: <laughs> uh sarah any final thoughts on but i'm a cheerleader uh no 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 final thoughts
2: but just like an appreciation uh and just also the fact that um had so many like familiar faces
1: I yeah. And mm. this is a 90s movie. Like obviously yeah. obviously, right? Like obviously we're covering it here, but like let's point out that this movie feels very very modern for what we see in the 90s. Like it's very impressive that it was made in the 90s. Is yeah, what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Um And the fact that like some of these big like you know, now obviously much more so now than before big names in yeah. the movie and even just in like some of these cameo roles uh it, it kind of just makes it more impressive in retrospect. And like the yes. more, you know, all these people, the more famous these people become, the more impressive it is that they were able to get them. And obviously at that point, a lot of these people were up and coming. So they're, you know, they're willing to do anything, but like, it's, I don't want to say it was brave, but like, there certainly is a level of bravery in taking a role like this at that point And, you know, not, and, and being worried, you know, there's always the worry of like being typecast or like, yeah. you know, black- mm-hmm. being blacklisted for whatever reason. So I think it just it just makes it that much more um, impressive and kind of important, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, this has been amazing. Ariel, thank you for coming on yet again to chat with us over here. Where it's can people find you and hear your voice elsewhere?
3: Wow. I I love talking about Tofu uh, over on Pocho Rico. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever mentioned tofu on Pusher recaps, but I will. But you I will, will now. Work on yeah. I will work on yeah. fixing that. Uh, covering movies over there with uh, Grace. Uh, Pusher recaps theater. Covering uh, just finished up Great Expectations also with Grace, the FX on Hulu series, which was actually good. People were hating on it, and I don't know if it's just because I like tofu, but like it was really good. <laughs> i thought it was a tight six episodes i was supposed to read the book in high school and i never wrote on it uh so to me it was all new and i was really enjoying it but grace enjoyed it too and she's seen all the adaptations and read the book so i don't know what to tell you um and then there was one other thing oh yes covering gray's anatomy with chappelle only once a month but it's what that show deserves it's truly unhinged both the pod and the show
2: so, <laughs> so what is it to see it's a month
3: we have way too uh it's like no um,
2: they're doing it
1: currently it's,
2: we so it's do like four episodes
3: we do like every episode that has aired between pods so like it's basically Got anywhere it. between like three or four episodes per Tell pod me why i we... thought
2: that you were starting from the beginning Stop no it. we
3: were we had a whole discussion <laughs> on like what to do and we basically cheated because meredith was leaving the show uh we did like a whole meredith retrospective as a way to like go through all the plot but really just focus on Meredith's plot and made it a lot easier and yeah. then we might go back and do like some deep dives into like certain characters to to mimic that.
2: Why did Meredith Grey leave Grey's Anatomy? That's like Dawson leaving <sighs> Dawson's Because <sighs> Ellen
1: Pompeo needs a freaking break.
3: That's the real life answer, yeah. Yeah. There's, okay. there's like an in-character answer that I don't, I should, I guess I shouldn't get into because spoilers.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I've never seen a second of that show so I don't know why I'm so this interested. It's kind of wild.
1: I feel like I I don't know if I had to. I feel like college Sarah would get together with her friends and watch Greys. Like that feels like a real life thing.
3: That was
2: college Sarah was watching the show Greek over and over and over again.
1: (laughs) I had no time for that. Yeah, Uh no time for doctors. Only Greek. Only Greek.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So over here at Shit Ninety Shows taught me. Uh, we covered varsity blues earlier in the <laughs> month for uh uh for hey, hey we know, we know them. them because football yeah. is life football yeah. is life it is live uh so if you have not listened to that go check it out we already have next month's theme Ugh. up and running because it's gonna be may it's um, gonna be may so that's a little <laughs> teaser um on what the possible theme could be. Mm-hmm. And we're in our sixth season of Dawson's Creek. And that's all I'm up to right now. More
1: projects I'm sure to come. Amazing. You can find me at the Just Darling. I'm podcasting about yellow jackets and succession over on Post show recaps because I love both of those shows way too much. Melanie Linsky was a star when she was like super young and she still is a star you know what she's even better now so go check out yeah. yellow jackets i still
2: think common. that ella enchanted is the best thing that she's ever done
3: she has just blossomed into no, such an amazing actress and I just love watching her speak in her native <laughs> act. I love it. I love it for her.
2: It's not L.A. Enchanted. It's the true
1: Barrymore. Ever, uh, uh, ever, ever.
3: Never ever been after. Ever after,
1: ever after. No, yeah, ever after is the one ever she's talking Ever after.
3: Crybaby, what are we doing? We're just, taking... <laughs> no, we're
1: just yelling movies.
2: Um... I want to cover <laughs> ever after. That's my favorite movie.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. Um, and yeah that's where you can find me That's where I'll be podcasting And of course here But uh, if you only listen to the bonus content We'll talk to you next month For It's Gonna Be Me
0: Have a good one everybody Bye Just ask 90 show start me